Hello and welcome to VG Club, folks. I am Daxter23Jack, aka Viv, and today I am joined by Marcus, aka Kulak. Hello, all. BJK394, aka Ben. Hey. Obviously, aka Hobby. Hello. Uh, Gr- uh, Grace, aka. Oh, God. You've, uh, you haven't been going by Piranha Plant on Twitter, right? Okay, whatever I am. Yes. <laughs> anyway. And hi. then last but not least, we are join- joined by Korea9, a.k.a. Chris. Hey. And yeah, today we will be discussing Assassin's Creed Rogue, which uh, originally came out on the PS3 and 360. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I played the remake that came out on P- uh, PS4. What about everybody else? Yeah, it was the PS4 remake. Same. And I, I think Chris went with the th- uh, 360 version. Uh, no, I played or... the the Xbox remaster. So the it's the same one you guys played. The the you know it's the the one that came out in 2018. I played the 2014 one, but yes, the uh, the more recent release. Okay, and yeah, I guess um, Assassin's. This is the seventh Assassin's Creed because you've got the Ezio trilogy one, three, and four. Um, yeah, I don't. I think they both came out at the same time. It came out at, like right around when Unity came out too. So I don't, I I don't think, know which one came out specifically hmm. first. Yeah, I just did a. I watched a YouTube video essay about this game. Um, just before this, and uh, apparently Rogue was supposed to come out just before Unity, but it got delayed, and then they came out on the same day, according to that video. Oh, ouch. That kind of sounds like uh, what they did for, what was it, uh, Metroid Prime, and um, uh, what was it, uh, what was the GBA Metroid? I'm spacing right now. No, Fusion. 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 They came out on similar days, and that kind of uh, worked to their detriment, right? I think so. I ended up buying both, but yeah, I'm sure most people couldn't. But uh, yeah, no, I, this was an interesting game for me because I didn't play Assassin's Creed 3, so I felt like I was out of the loop. They, like at the beginning of the game, they keep commenting on how Connor's dead, and I'm like, it's not even the American Revolution yet, so I'm guessing he fake died? <clears throat> I'm not even sure what that was about. I, I mentioned them saying Connor, but also like, Connor's dad is in this game and he dies early on in three so yeah, yeah the game said before three yeah um, some yeah, of them yeah because yeah. at the end he's um, um, uh, talking about like how Connor's assassins have t- uh, like taken over the colonies or whatever so that's what I took from it at the very, uh, very least but uh, re- uh, regardless, yeah, takes place uh, during the French-Indian War, or the Seven-Year War, which is what most other people call it. I didn't know that was... Uh, uh, that w- there was another name for the French-Indian War. But, uh, yeah, and you follow uh, Connor Shea, correct? Shea Cormac. Not Con- uh, sorry, <laughs> yeah, Shea Cormac. Okay, bleh. And uh, yeah, basically, you start out as an assassin. You're trying to find, oh god, something—the roots of Eden, the apple of Eden. What are you trying to find? Some some space artifact. Yeah, one of the one of the temples of the old world. Yeah, so all that uh, all that wonderful uh, uh, wonderful stuff. I mean, honestly, I kind of does. Anybody really pay attention to the main plot in Assassin's Creed? I mean, like, I feel oh. like it's like, oh, you're a game designer numbskull, and hey, you uh, were just doing your job, and a virus got unleashed, and now you're involved in all this shit. I, I like that. I, I like the modern day stuff in Assassin's Creed. I think that it's like a weird low point in this era of it between like after three. It's like four rogue unity, um, and, and then uh, oh, what was the syndicate? It's like it's all kind of shitty. Yeah, once, yeah, once and I mean, like that's I, I, I kind of I kind of get a laugh out of it because I'm like, oh, uh, uh, asbestos, uh, asparago. What, what's the name of the company? Abstergo. Aster- <laughs> yeah. 
it's, it feels like it's just a stand-in for like Ubisoft. So they're just saying like, oh yeah, Ubisoft is home of the Illuminati. We're an evil corporation. Cool. Yes, that's exactly what they're saying. <laughs> so yeah, I kind of I kind of laugh at that. I was expecting like more betrayal. I thought they were just going to uh, kill the main character at the end of this, but they actually w- welcome him into the Templars. I mean, granted, with a gun behind uh, his back, but it definitely did seem that way early on. Like where you like hear some like chatter between like your handler and like the other guy, and they're like, "We'll we'll handle the new one after." <laughs> like. Just go like off me after I'm done going through the the missions here. Yeah, no, and then it's just like you uh, find the audio recordings, and it's just uh, it's just like wait, they're talking. They they said for me to fix the PCs, and I'm finding evidence about how you're trying to kill me. I don't know get why I'm not trying to escape this building right now. <laughs> But uh, regard, uh, regardless, um, yeah, that definitely, uh, uh, as Chris said, the real world plot kind of takes a back seat after, I guess, spoilers, Desmond dies in Assassin's Creed 3, trying to save the world from a solar flare. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> they, uh, Space aliens. They really, yeah, they haven't really figured out what they want to do with like the main, the, the, the modern day stuff ever since they off Desmond, pretty much. I don't even think it's in Mirage, from what I heard. No, no, I don't think there's any modern stuff in Mirage. So, yeah, that's basically it for the real-world plot. It definitely does take a back seat with you just doing puzzles in the real world and being like, oh, this reminds me of that uh, decoder, or that uh, gadget from the first Ratchet and Clank where you're trying to, like, get all the... uh, Laser beams uh, on uh, onto specific points in a, cir- a circular thingy. Yeah, you're you're you're. There's like different lasers coming in, and you're targeting them onto a sphere of that's I think split into four parts. So you gotta like light up uh, each of the parts on the sphere. Sometimes uh, it's it's most often four, but sometimes it's three, and sometimes I believe it's five. So oh, it can maybe. get complicated. But regardless, yeah, that's basically it for the uh, real wor- uh, real world stuff. The focus is on uh, Shay and basically his evolution from uh, you know uh, uh, assassin to Templar after you know he causes an earthquake in Lisbon, Portugal, and nobody believes him, even though there was another earthquake of the uh, same size in Haiti. And yeah, basically, you don't really get rev- a resolution for that. You basically, it's like uh, towards the end of the game, it's just like your former uh, uh, mentor and the grandmaster of the assassins are both like, "Oh shit, Shay was right this entire time," and they still give him cra- uh, crap for betraying the assassins. Was it that they didn't believe him, or was it that they thought it was serving a greater good? I don't think they believed uh, believed him. They're like. What, uh, th- this couldn't possibly cause an er- earthquake. It was just coincidence, and then it happens a third time, and they're like, "Oh shit!" Or at least that's what I got from it. Yeah, that's yeah. really annoying. Anybody else? <laughs> I, I don't. Know, I don't know if what what you're talking about. Like they believed him or not. I didn't really pay that much attention. But <laughs> the part at the end where they're like, "Oh man, Shay was right," and then Shay comes in, he's like, "I told you so," and they're just like, "Shut up, Shay." Basically, like, you know, who gives a crap? <laughs> Nobody like, likes dude. a know-it-all. Get out of here, Shay. <laughs> like, dude, he's been right this whole time. You admitted he was right, and then when he shows up, you're just like going back to, just like, getting <laughs> all over him for no reason. No, well, he and joined it's just their like... their blood enemy though with the the Templars because, I mean, that was that was a thing. Yeah, that that Lisbon earthquake is what prompted him to turn on the assassins. But there's no real, like growth or any real development for like why does he join the templars just because a family of one found him and and helped him heal and the templars are the assassin's enemy so they could help him but like just you know the enemy of your enemy isn't automatically your ally yeah but he really liked the guy who died uh a couple sequences later monroe i believe i I thought i i took it as it wasn't so much that I'm going to align with the Templars because enemy of my enemy. I think it's like maybe the assassins have been, maybe they're the bad guys. Maybe they're the ones that have been doing all this shit all this time. And the Templars have been right. Like, I don't think he understands what he's doing. 
which isn't great. It's it's a bad reason to make decisions, but I think yeah. it's just one of those things that like the the weird binary uh, of of it. Like they're they're so involved in the Templar versus assassin conflict that they automatically assume, well, I'm not an assassin. I guess I have to be a Templar and and vice versa. Cause I, I feel like Unity had a little bit of this stuff too with with um that that romance subplot where it's like, okay, these are the only two options in front of us when they're really not. Like they don't have to be either. I think it really comes down to just kind of like he. He's disillusioned with the assassins after, you know, he destroyed Lisbon and nobody believes him, whatever. But it's just kind of like he doesn't necessarily want to ally with the Templars. He just wants to stop the assassins from ever touching another one of those pieces of Eden or whatever. And like, hey, these guys are also trying to stop the assassins. So kind of our goals sort of align. So I think it sort of comes down to like, well, I might as well work with them. They're already kind of like halfway into the same stuff that I'm trying to do. I, and I'd be perfectly fine with that if he's like, I'm just going to align with them to stop the assassins. <laughs> but he does like take a fucking full oath at some point. It's like, yes, yeah, I've and then it's in. just like at, <laughs> at the end, he's just like the uh, grandmaster of the Templars is like, hey, I need you to uh, look for, yeah, the box. And then it was just like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll spend the next 20 years trying to find this box. Don't worry, sir, I got this. So, I think it might have yeah. been a little more interesting if it had gone kind of how, you know, you know, Grace was kind of saying, like, if uh, if they hadn't joined up with the Templars and, like, like I'm going to utilize you to stop the assassins, but also you're you're not you're not my buddies like not joining your cult too i already joined a cult that was dumb yeah and i mean like i haven't played an assassin's creed since assassin's creed 2 so it's just like it was weird it's just like oh yeah the templars are pretty much the good guys in this one because you know they're not enabling uh, criminals and they're trying to stabilize the region i was weird working for the british but um yeah I, well, guess, I mean, uh, what Order you... has always been the Templars' like creed. Essentially, that's that's what yeah. they they strive for. And the the issue and conflict arises because you know it's, it's that same thing it's... where I'm yeah. I'm going to stop you from hurting yourself by making sure you can't do anything. While the assassins purport to be all about you know freedom, personal freedom, and yet here we had uh, Shay being stripped of that and being forced to do things that went against his morals. So it was just sort of like, you know, both orders are hypocritical in, in various degrees and in various points in time. So, I, you know, I don't think it's ever really a huge binary of, of good and evil. I'm, I'm sure the Ezio trilogy, they, they really played up some of the cartoonishly evil aspects of the Templars, but their, their, their greater uh, creed doesn't really align with that. Yeah, because I was just like, oh yeah, the bloodthirsty Pope. That's all I remember from <laughs> Assassin's Creed 2. Fist fight the Pope. That's the best way to end a video game. It's just to get in a fist fight with the Pope. And then deciding not to kill him, and then he comes back in the uh, sequel, and it's just like, hey, you should have killed me, you jackass. I'm going to kill your uncle now. No, Mario! How could you? Yes. That's, uh, I remember how I, uh, it going down, at least from trailers of Brotherhood that was, what, released in 2010, 2011, so it's been a couple of years. I'll take your memory of it. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, it's been ages since okay. I played this. <laughs> you know how many Assassin's Creed even... we've played since then, Dex? There's just been so many. There's almost been one There have, to be fair. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the story. It was confusing, but I guess it was fun to play as a temp uh, a templar for once so yar it's it, i mean i don't know it's you're playing as a templar is pretty much the same as playing as an assassin exactly <laughs> yep. I was gonna say it's that. really weird they do this exact same shit maybe yeah, it's you know they're trying to go for a philosophical standpoint like oh they're really just two sides of the same coin and that's why they play the same oh the only reason yeah sure I mean, I, I get it. Like, Shay is a former assassin, so he knows all of the assassins' like fighting skills and parkour and all that stuff. But he could try doing things differently occasionally. 
I don't know. They just like he's still just randomly murdering people and uh, exploring things and yeah, just doing all the kinds of stuff you do in any other Assassin's Creed game. <laughs> just in a nice yeah. itty bitty bite sized package compared to other Assassin's Creed games. I mean, on the gameplay side of things, there was a few distinctions. There was the assassins that were just sort of hiding around areas that you had to oh, yeah, yeah, look that, out for. Yeah, the, the stalkers, yep. Yeah, and and you know that's where they take a little bit of the Assassin's Creed two player and and inject into the single player. And I thought that was fine um, because I didn't do all of the side stuff. It it didn't outstay its welcome. <laughs> Although seeing that that was a big part of of taking over. Um, was it the hideouts or settlements? I, I don't know, or the gang headquarters, gang, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, gang. gang hideouts. There's nine of them, I think. Okay. Six in New York. And then, yeah, three scattered through the North Atlantic and the River Valley or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, so that, you know, that that was the gameplay portion that they introduced. I, I agree. It's not it's not the, the craziest d- departure for the series. Um, narratively, I think they, they touched on it once when the, you know, that, that fleet came in and, and helped you out and it's like, oh yeah, you're not like really the underdogs here. So you, you have the power to do things, but by the nature of the, the game, it, that advantage immediately went away. It's just there for a cutscene. I think you get to use like the big ship a couple times, but outside of that, you're really not, not seeing the benefits of, of being a puppet master for the, the world, you know, the new world order. Yeah, it's just like, hey, more. you keep using that uh, shitty pirate sh- uh, sh- uh, ship that you got in the uh, tutorial. Uh, like, what was it? That French assassin dude that you know you're supposed to hate was just kept ripping on this ship, and it was just like, well, yours got destroyed, so I don't know what you're talking about. Speaking of I mean, which, how did you? How did you? Li- fine. Yeah, uh, no, no. I was, I, I was just saying, like the. Uh, the French assassin yeah, dude she, was she, like she, ripping Chevalier. on it. Yeah, yeah. I think you're supposed to hate him. So when you do kill, uh, kill him, it's supposed to feel satisfying. <laughs> but yeah, how did you guys <laughs> like the? How did you guys like the uh, characters in this game? I was kind of disillusioned. I was just like, okay, because like, what was it? The I don't know. Have any of you guys watched uh, Batman: The Brave and the Bold? Yep. Oh. Uh, what is it? The guy who does Aquaman. I think he's like the actor who does uh, from like Family Matters or one of those like uh, Three's Company uh, sitcom shows. He has the same like voice as the guy got uh, your first mate on the ship. And like every time I heard it, I was like, oh my god, the bravado! It's overbearing. <laughs> yeah, that guy's weird. Your first mate guy is like he's a strange dude. Like, the why I'm friends with you. <laughs> But he is Why fun. are you on my boat? He's fun. It's just he's so goofy. <laughs> Wearing his trench coat and here, here. It's like completely made of ham. Spends <laughs> <laughs> the entire game yeah. chewing the boat to pieces. <laughs> I, I liked uh, I liked his assassin friends before you know they became your enemies and disappeared for most of the rest of the game. Like Hope and and Liam, I thought they were neat and. and... Adewale, who's not well, really your friend, but like he's from Assassin's Creed. Yeah, you, 3, get, 4. you get one tutorial with him, and it's just like, okay, I'm forever uh, indentured to you. So when you do like take him out, when he takes out Monroe, it's like, no. Well, I, I think you're supposed to like. I mean, this coming <laughs> after four, like Adewale is a big piece of four. So, um, like he's a he's a big character in the the Assassin's Creed mythos too he has is like he got that first big uh expansion for four where the key is the pirate in that one freedom cry oh okay i i I got confused who was the native american guy um i don't know okay i thought that uh that's who we were talking about my apologies no no i I don't i don't always the one that you like he's the uh he's the uh guy that that i think you kill him you you kept like chase down his boat at some point to kill him. Okay. Yeah, you have like a I big ship you. fight, and then <laughs> yeah. his ship like is is real fucked up, and and lands on on one of the islands, and then you have to land on that island and and hunt him down there. Um, oh, he's the guy with the scar on his eye. Okay. Yes. 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 
Uh, I think uh, he was also the one who uh, used to be like a former slave in Haiti or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's freed by. Uh, forget to get the main character in four. He becomes his first mate in in Black Flag. Um, so, if you've played Black Flag, which which you didn't, Paul, because you haven't played one since two, um, <laughs> like he, he, like it's it's cool that he comes back into this one and like you see him have a larger role within the assassins, and of course then you kill him because that's what Shay does. He that's... just kills everybody. <laughs> Except for the final dude. And the Grandmaster's like, okay, we'll leave him alive, and then just kneecaps him. True. Which gives you information on why he is the way he is in Assassin's Creed 3. Yeah, that guy, he, he, was, like the, he was like the master assassin in 3, I think. Because he's, he's the guy that trains up Connor, if I remember right. Yeah. yeah Achilles, I believe, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. He's the only one left to do it. <laughs> but uh yeah that's uh, that's the story that's the characters i'm trying to think if there's really anything else to say about the narrative in this game benjamin franklin yeah he's in it he does ben franklin shit plays with lightning it's fun i like ben franklin it really felt like they threw that in there because like well we're assassin's creed this is what we've been doing recently we got we we got to put someone like that here yeah it's like there's no real reason for Ben Franklin to be in this. You don't go to Philadelphia. Like, I mean, yes, he lived elsewhere in different times. He like he'd been in Boston and he was in New York. <laughs> He's most associated with Philly, which they have only visited in like Independence Hall, I think, in three. That's it. Um, but you're like, hey, we're gonna go and he's gonna play with lightning out here and in, in this field and do experiments on a box and. We need. We need I mean, a. You need to have your Leonardo da Vinci character, exactly. the gadget uh, Q guy. Except he doesn't make you any gadgets or anything, really. He's just like, I'm gonna experiment on the shit you bring me by sticking a lightning rod to it. <laughs> gonna electrify everything. Yeah, and in a game, in a very short Assassin's Creed, they still somehow found a way to put some padding in, and it it wasn't like. The missions you you do around him and and sort of the the extra tasks that that arise from his part aren't great. Like I I didn't really I didn't get it. You know it it, it felt like it was there entirely for like what well, we have to put him in the trailer and people expect this from us, but it it just doesn't feel as like cohesive with the rest of the game. No, I feel like that's more than fair. Still like Ben Franklin, so I'm fine with it. <laughs> What do y'all think of the setting for this game? I liked liked being a Canadian pirate. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's definitely interesting having it not set in like a... I guess they did this with AC3 as well, and a little little bit of Black Flag. Having it not set in like a big city. I think this is the first like AC games that they set in more, you know, wilderness environments. Um, You know, because I guess New York, you do go to New York. But it's obviously a it's like colonial New York, not anything close to modern day New York. So it, you're kind of just exploring much smaller version of everything that most people know about. Was yeah, I mean, Albany, like, New York, like... Albany and New York, New York, like New oh, York is both, the city city part. Yeah, Al- Albany is in the River Valley portion, and it's small. It's like a outpost. Gotcha. Yeah, it's like the size of Sleeping Hollow, uh, Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. How Sleepy Hollow? Uh, that's where you go to for Ben Franklin at one point. That's where the Headless Horseman's from. Yep. Also in See, New York. They should put him in this game. That would have been cool. But there are pumpkins yeah. in in that town. So there's that. Ooh, pumpkins! Yep. Yay! No. Well, <laughs> something I thought that they did well here, and and I guess you wouldn't really have seen the stacks, but for me, uh, with Black Flag one of the things I was really missing from that game was the cities. You know, you'd be going to these different islands and each island was essentially like a little Sea of Thieves uh, outpost. Like that was basically as big as they got if it wasn't just a fort. Um, And so I I like really missed the being able to scale buildings and like look at, you know, the dense area and and, and sort of approach things from different angles. Um, And I felt like this game brought that back while still having all the the sailing. and 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 so like that was something about this setting 
in general that like I, I actually really enjoyed. I, I don't think the the sort of tundra area with all the glaciers was like particularly visually interesting, just given the limitations that the that the game started from with the PS3 360 era visuals. You know, it just didn't the the, the uh, I I don't even know how you, how you the polygon count I guess is for lack of a better term not great on on like the glaciers and like the detail wasn't quite there the sort of uprest stuff so comparing that to the, the the dense jungle of black flag like was a step down but actually existing in those areas and 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 disc, uh, exploring and navigating them felt like a step up yeah, good to know yeah i had fun shooting the icebergs <laughs> Yeah, that was fun. You could shoot them, and then like if there was like a small like uh, like gunboat or something, it would damage it. It was neat. Sometimes there were prizes in them too. I didn't hunt but any of the I... whales, though. I'm not an asshole. Do you guys remember like the collectibles you collected in Assassin's Creed Four? Was it pretty um, much the same? I don't know if like, because she shanties yeah. and and uh, animus fragments and like there's always that's... some armor or something. Yeah, I think that's the one that introduced all of the like hunting mechanics. Yeah, like you would hunt and build better pouches and things, like bigger pouches for your ammo and and all of your various tools. Yeah, and then that, I feel like that kind of facilitated the turn to like RPG that the series eventually took. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, no, I just. I guess, like with the uh, the collectibles, I was insane and I collected them all. Did you platinum? Why? Those? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get all the treasure chests, but I got everything else. There was a lot of those animus fragments. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, this was and a short game. Really... You didn't have to do this to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I had to make up for not finishing the past couple of games on the show. <laughs> like, I'm going to go hard on this one. <laughs> We're so passionate about Rogue. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, you know, it's like I got a C on the last couple of assignments and I really needed 100 on this one. This one was only worth 10 points, so I'm not really sure how that helps the overall grade. <laughs> but, um,. Yeah, no, no. I, I honestly, I liked uh, tackling each outpost. I put on like a podcast or I put on like a YouTube video essay while I was doing them. So it was a good like podcasting game. <laughs> I could see that. Like if you're just because exploring in the world is pretty easy. Like you just kind of cruise around. And as long as you're not engaging with the other boats out there, they're not actively hunting you. Which I think is slightly different from Black Flag too. I always felt I was being hunted in Black Flag anytime I was out in the ocean. And in this one, like unless you like ram into them or accidentally shoot them, they weren't chasing me down. So I could kind of explore. So I, I could see it being a good podcast game. You roll up on a little outpost and go through, collect all the shit that's on the map, because once you hit a uh, Synchronization, synchronization point, like everything pops up, so you know where everything is. I could see that working. Yeah. So I mean, and I had fun with the sh- uh, ship combat. Like, I it was one of those things where I played Kingdom Hearts three, and everybody was like, "Oh, the ship combat uh, in the Pirates of the Caribbean world, at the very least, is pretty reminiscent of Black Flag." And part of me at first was like, "Uh, kind of like the Kingdom Hearts three combat more," <laughs> but it grew on me. Your your experience is different, very very different than than mine in in <laughs> that regard. But hey, as long as you ended up having some fun, I I guess that's what yeah. counts. I mean, the ship combat wasn't bad. It just took a long time to upgrade your ship to actually be you know useful. Oh, yeah. I just met the weird like Kingdom Hearts three first experience, and then and then the comparison between the two just. Yeah, I can't different. Speak on that. It's, it's different perspective. Hearts three. <laughs> did you upgrade your your? Did you upgrade the Morgan all the way, Paul? Hundred percent. Yep. That's wow. That's that's tough. All right. Yeah, that takes a lot. I I think I got like halfway through and be like, I need way too much wood and metal to do. Yeah. This. Yeah. <laughs> well, that and it's just like I 
didn't really uh, f uh, see the purpose in upgrading your like harpooning boat and tools because part of me was just like, okay, I'm gonna fight five uh, animal uh, and hunt down five animals because this is too sad. I don't want to do this. There was an achievement for killing the, the narwhal, though. Yeah, the narwhal was one of those five. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, oh god, I. My wife got angry at me, uh, uh, angry at me when I was playing this game because I was doing the hunting challenges, and I was hunting the beavers, and they were just defenseless and made this like the saddest noise whenever they died. And she's just like, "You're not allowed to finish this hunting challenge." So I had to wait until she went to sleep to finish it. Uh, what's her at? I'm gonna tell her. <laughs> she doesn't have a Twitter. <laughs> good, good for her. <laughs> Uneven this game was so funny because I would just like run up and stab him with my hidden blade. Like I never bothered using guns or anything because you kind of didn't need to. Like just like sitting in the tree and waiting for a deer to run by and then just like jumping down and stabbing it with a blade just felt weird. It's so goofy too. <laughs> he just like does the assassin animation on it. <laughs> it's a fucking deer. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, uh, some of the hunting stuff was just like, okay, yay, I'm hunting uh, uh, rabbits. And like the beavers, oh god, they were so pathetic. They don't even run from you. It's like Again, no one forced you to do this. What What were some <laughs> of the other... Did you do all the hunting challenges? Did you also 100% uh, yes. that? Okay. I 100%ed that. Was, I mean, because I got polar bear attacked me once, so I got credit for killing that. But like, what other animals were there besides like, you know, nice fun animals that you might keep as a pet that you were murdering uh there was yeah bunnies there was uh beavers Jesus. there was foxes <laughs> there was um uh bears there was a lot of wolves lots of wolves um and then there was uh elk and deer and yeah i think that's pretty much it did you kill any penguins you animal no, there was uh, there was no hunting challenge for the penguins. They got to live. Yeah, but you'd, although you'd I think after a certain point, you would have gotten like a bloodthirst for it. Like I've killed everything nah. else that's cute. <laughs> yeah. I think I remember. Well, that and they're not penguins technically, bear. right? I mean, <laughs> penguins are only uh, near the an uh, Antarctic. Uh, puffins? Where they pu are they puff? I don't. I don't know. The puffins kind of look like penguins. I don't know where they're from. Yeah, now. I think they were puffins. So, yes, I did not murder the puffins. I remember hunting a bear. Uh, yeah, I remember... <laughs> I remember hunting a bear, and just I just shot it with a sleeping dart, and then just went up and stabbed it. Like, yep. hitting the bear with the sleeping dart also works, in, which is, I think, cheating. Oh. Just tanking the bear, basically. I hit one with a berserk dart when I was, like, coming up on a camp, <laughs> and the bear went nuts on guards. I forgot you could do that. That was funny. Yeah, no. It, speak, speaking of which, uh, did you guys use, like, to get off the subject of killing small, cute animals and, you know, how my soul will be forever tainted? Uh, let's talk about the you know, sleep dart and the berserk dart and that sort of, sort of stuff. Did you guys... Uh, I found myself using that more than the actual gun because it was silent. I was just like, yeah, I'll just go ahead and use this. And then I would sleep dart people and then just go up to them and like kick them in the balls, pretty much. I like the berserk dart. Yeah, I use it berserk. It just mayhem all the time. I felt yeah. so bad when I was using that in like a civilian setting. I was like, no, don't go civilians! Yeah, you could accidentally kill some people with the... <laughs> Yeah, they both had good uses. Like, I like using the Berserk Dart when there's, you know, multiple enemies around. Because you shoot one of them and he just goes, you know, eight shit on the other two or three, however many there are. And uh, the Sleep Darts are really, really good for when an enemy was in, like, a tower or just, like, somewhere higher above you. And, like, you couldn't really move around without them seeing you easily. So you just put them to sleep, climb up there, and, you know, take them out. So they both had really good use. Much more. Maybe than I'll make use of the Rope Dart once because it was like a bonus objective yeah to get to get the challenge or whatever i I couldn't figure that thing out so i just never used it ever took me a while because i'm like and it was just like hitting them and just alerting them i was like this doesn't seem very useful you have to like hold it and back up basically you have to reel them in and it'll choke them 
or you could you know hang uh hang them uh they uh hang them and do yes, it uh, yeah. more stealthily but yeah I, uh like you're, you can use it in combat to like drag enemies towards you so it's useful but yeah i never used it <laughs> when when did you need to drag someone towards you i feel like they're always like bum rushing you anyways yeah but it's something you can do now that I think I'm about sure it, there's I, a way to. I, I would drag them towards me like it would be them. I would hit them with the rope dart and then pull back on like I'm on a roof, so I'm I'm just like hanging them manually because <laughs> so I didn't get the hang option from the like your your little radial there or like X Y B whatever. Um, so I would like hit them with the rope dart and just back up on a roof and they would choke. I didn't use it like a like scorpion though. Like get over here. You didn't need to do that. They they'll they'll chase you all. They'll chase you all over the town. Yeah, I didn't actually do it, but it would have actually probably come in handy against enemies that were shooting at you. Like whether they were yeah, yeah. on the ground with you or above you. Like either way, it could have worked out. But I, I never tried it. Anybody else but find yeah. that we're going back to a uh, Assassin's Creed like one of these yep. after yep. playing like. Origins or Odyssey or Valhalla. It's like I didn't I didn't dislike going back. It's just so different in the way it controls now. I'm more used to these than I am. Like I played Origins and Odyssey and I started Valhalla, but I'm I've played so many of the older ones that I'm kind of more used to those than I am the newer ones. It's so much more rigid in the way like the platforming is, and like there's a path it that it wants you to take. Yeah, like that. that that's definitely yeah. true. Like I, I, it's definitely not uh, quite up to par, but like I said, if you've played like, yeah. almost every single one of the old ones before <laughs> going into, you know, Odyssey Origins, whatever, then it's going back isn't quite as much like you, you still notice the difference, of course, but it's like, oh, I, I remember how to do this. I remember this, this, this. this. It all kind of comes back. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's so I'm I'm in a similar boat as you, Grace, in that like I, I touched a little bit of Valhalla um, before playing this, but that's basically where I'd stop. So it, it had been some time since I played the old ones, um, or the old, the, well, the new ones, and I guess even the old ones before that, but the, the weight was definitely towards the older ones. Even still, having played the newer ones more recently and going back to this, like, uh, you know, let's, let's, let's not get confused here. Assassin's Creed combat, always e easy and bad. Um, but this was just like, yeah, the the movement was clunky, and then also just fighting. It's just like, oh, there's like, it's really not that much going on here. At least nowadays, you can sort of spam different abilities and 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 do a little bit different um, approaches to to the sort of like your your combat encounters. And here, I was just like, oh, okay, I just I sort of stand here, press press counter, grab a dude when someone's going to shoot at me, and and that was like the end of the story. Um, so it was definitely. It was playing this game that made me say, "All right, I I, I got to go back to Valhalla. Like, is this really what the the series is like? <laughs> Just to to make sure I, I wasn't misremembering the latest Assassin's Creed I played, um, and and it definitely isn't. Uh, ben, did did you play Mirage? Yeah, yeah, I played Mirage. How how does the combat in this compare to that one? Um, Mirage is definitely more stealthy, so like you don't have a ton of like combat stuff it gives you a bunch of like gadgets and things for like stealth encounters because it kind of just it doesn't really want you to be in combat most of the time so i i didn't do a lot of like basic fighting in that game anytime the alert went up i just like drop a smoke bomb and run away and hide um because it, it's definitely i think this game as well is definitely aimed more for actual stealth not for combat and if it, if you're in combat, you kind of fucked up, and it kind of wants you to just be able to go back into stealth. Okay. But this one feels like you can spam your way. Like, yeah, the the path of least resistance is to run away and come back and just assassinate fools. But I, I I thought I heard with Mirage, like they actively make it hard for you to fight. While here, it's like, yeah, you, you can just press the button and and do it. It's just not, it's just not a great experience. It doesn't feel great. Yeah, you can definitely get overwhelmed in Mirage if there's like ten enemies on screen. You, it's kind of it definitely be hard to take them out because you don't have a lot of like combat tools. It, it's mostly all just stealth stuff. 
but yeah, in in this game, in Assassin's Creed, the old old school Assassin's Creed were always kind of like that. Of just like, if you do get caught, you can kind of just spam your way through a fight, and it's no big deal. And, and I, I wonder, I haven't played Mirage yet, but like with this, like really only one enemy attacks you at a time. <laughs> they all get in a circle. <laughs> like stare at you but it's like the guy that has the the red dot above him is the one that's attacking you next so you're gonna want to counter him it's like really slow batman arkham combat you play by super yeah i kind of got used to uh what was it uh like when i was raiding pirate ships just being like okay i'm gonna jump on the plucket gun and just try to end this before we even dock yeah oh yeah that's what i did every fight i i never bothered actually jumping on the ship i just shot everybody with him with that little gun yeah i mean i totally understand like where we're coming from the combat is pathetically easy but I, it, it can be fun in short bursts at least <laughs> I, I didn't i did not find it fun grace yeah well <laughs> i, I mean that. this is very simple yeah yeah i'm not i'm not accusing anybody of saying that it was terrible or whatever but <laughs> like I, I i'm not saying it's good of course and i also have a really High tolerance for repetitive and kind of, <laughs> I don't know, just mind-numbing stuff. But uh, it's it has its moments occasionally. Like it's never good, but it works, <laughs> and that's all you can ask. I mean, I think, I think that's oh, go that's, ahead. That's kind of how I feel about the whole game. Like <laughs> it's <laughs> it's fine, but it's never anything more than that. I don't know. Like it was just like in. A very middle of the road experience the whole way. No, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I definitely <laughs> like one of the like the peak like three out of five star or seven out of ten game. Just eh, it's good, but it's nothing really special. I think that it's be it being one of many of these titles makes me feel more harshly about it, <laughs> where it's like. This game, this title almost, it's struggling to justify its existence because it's like every other Assassin's Creed. It's probably a better pick or more interesting, even, even if it's not as good. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not like the biggest super fan of Assassin's Creed. Actually, I kind of am not a fan of Assassin's Creed, but I definitely checked out Odyssey and Origins. And just those settings are infinitely more interesting. Like just the places they take place in is why those games are more fun than this one. Um, but also they're newer, so they're more polished. Yeah, like personally, like so putting three, four, and rogue together because they all kind of uh, they all follow sort of a linear story, starting with four, then three. Then, I mean, sorry, four rogue, then three. Uh, like I, I liked four better just in general, and I liked rogue better than three but like three has a much more interesting kind of setting dynamic story all that kind of stuff it's just the missions themselves are not fun at all so they all kind of have uh their ups and downs but like yeah, yeah rogue is very like it, as far as these three games it's in the middle like even from what i remember about the Ezio at, at games i remember liking those better I mean, to me, this game feels and felt the whole way through like it was one of those just big, uh, bite-sized like uh, DLC packs that clearly doesn't have the budget or the I don't know. It just it didn't have the the attention and care put into it that like a full release would. So it felt kind of just like a like half stop between games. Um, and I think this came right after Black Flag. And so it's kind of just like a, I don't know, a little bonus thing built on the skeleton of Black Flag, which is I mean, I, again is fine. <laughs> it's I mean that's just pretty accurate, like considering yeah. considering that it dropped the same day as Unity. Like it, Unity definitely took precedence, even though you know they obviously needed to do some more bug testing with Unity, but <laughs> they were cl- mm-hmm. they were clearly more focused on that game than they were on Rogue. Yeah, yeah, I think this game. Had it been, you know, the first, like, pirate sort of ship combat-based game in the series, it would have been more interesting. But because Black Flag exists and just 
being the fact that it was sort of the first one to do that makes it inherently more interesting. And then also three being the one set in the American Revolution, which is sort of a a setting, you know, you don't really see a lot in video games, even though three, you know, structurally wise didn't kind of work out. The setting was at least really, really interesting because you never really saw a game set, um, you know, set in colonial Boston. This game kind of does all of that, but it does it, you know, doesn't do it as well and kind of does it, um, you know, after all that stuff. So it it, it doesn't really have its own identity, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the whole, like, sorry. (laughs) I was just going to say that uh, I've always wanted to check out Assassin's Creed 3 based solely on the setting and like the premise that sounds really interesting, but I everybody who's played it says it's bad, so I just, I've really been dragging my feet for years. But... I, if you did not like like how this played, Javi, they don't think uh-huh. of like 3. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> Javi, have you tried Assassin's Creed, uh, what is it, Origins or Odyssey? Yeah, yeah. So I did those. I played quite a bit of each of those for work when I was at Prime Gaming. And uh, I, I did enjoy them. Like, is They're definitely Assassin's Creed games, uh, but they're that more RPG type combat, which I don't know if I love either, but it, it, at least it's different. It's a little bit more um, complex than this Arkham style combat. Um. Yeah, I mean they're they're cool, and I I did enjoy what I played of them. Um, considering they're Assassin's Creed games, like I I thought they were engaging and interesting. So you said, uh, just uh, out of curiosity, a peek behind the curtain. You said you were playing them for your job. Were you like streaming them, or were you using them as reference material? Um. So part of it was because we I was in marketing, so we we're marketing like drops for certain Assassin's Creed titles. So that was a bit, and then like. I think when Origins, when I had to play Origins, it was the free, and we were. I was producing the Twitch live show. I think actually I co-hosted that episode. Um, so like we were going to be playing Assassin's Creed Origins on, on the stream, and you know telling people about the game. So I wanted to, uh, you know, know my stuff <laughs> and do my homework. So I played through the first couple of hours to get familiar. Yeah, I didn't know you were on the marketing side. I thought you were on uh, on uh, the uh, development side. Oh no, no, no! It was just uh, yeah, the marketing team. Yeah. Okay, cool. Sorry for that uh, divot. I was just curious. <laughs> yeah, no worries. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, I feel like the music was pretty Assassin's Creed fair. Uh, voice acting, it could have been better. Some actors really ham it up. But yeah, yeah. Oh god, I, I because like he didn't have any characterization at all. So until like it was just like okay, he's a womanizer, he's cocky, and okay, tragedy. There we go. I was waiting for uh, for that to hit the fan (laughs) because that was pretty much like Ezio in a nutshell, right? I mean, sure. If that's again, man who's only seen Paddington two. Uh, since this is all like Paddington too, but like I, I don't know, I thought the voice acting for Shane McCormick was actually pr- you know pretty good. It's just it's that same issue that Javi was talking about, where they just didn't have the rest of the game around it. Like a lot of the voice acting cast was good. Yeah, there's there's those those weird ones like your your first mate, where it's just like it just doesn't fit. But I you know I I thought the the team delivered on on that front. Um, you know, same with the the shanties on on the the music side of thing. That was like that. You know, that was a, a big popular thing in four. And I thought the ones they had here were fun too. Just again, like Ben said, it's like, well, we saw this, so it's it's not it's not as novel anymore. Okay, fair enough. All right, before we get into our closing thoughts, did anybody else want to add anything? Nope. Okay. I'll yeah, I'll take that as a no. <laughs> But uh, yeah, uh, let's start off. Uh, ben, what were your cl- uh, what uh, what are your closing thoughts on the game? Uh, yeah, it's um, it's a decent to middling Assassin's Creed game. As I guess as someone who's played pretty much close to everything in the series besides this game, um, I'd say it's 
pretty good. It's definitely not the worst AC game I've played, but yeah, I think like kind of we said, it, it doesn't do a lot of stuff new. And I think, you know, the the newest thing it does is that you play as a Templar, except the fact that you kind of just do the same assassin stuff you do as a Templar. So, you know, it's an interesting game, but, uh, you know, ultimately kind of just sort of a middling road in the AC series. Okie doke. What about you, Grace? I mean, I can't say a whole lot different than what Ben said. Like, before I played this game, it was definitely, like, the whole shift from Assassin to Templar was like, oh, this could be really cool. And then, you know, like we said, he ends up doing pretty much the same kind of stuff. And it's just kind of like, well, you know, it's just wasted potential. But, um, and I mean, I already said it, like, this kind of falls, like, it's, I don't like it as much as, you know, for Odyssey, uh, Honestly, I think even Unity is better. A- after they, you know, <laughs> fixed Unity, it got good. Uh, but it's fine. Like, it, it does what it needs to do, and it does it well enough that, you know, there's nothing particularly wrong with it. There's just not anything that stands out. Like, even the setting, like we kind of talked about, there's really nothing unique or interesting about it, because we've already kind of seen the colonial era, but that was of course, like, during the revolution, so, like, whoa, you know, that's that's a big deal. This is, like, it's, yeah, it's set during the Seven Years' War, but literally that whole thing just takes place in, like, a mini game where you send boats out to do stuff. So it doesn't... Yeah, was uh, was that in uh, Black Flag as well, or no, that's a new edition? I can't remember. The, uh, the missions where you send the boat out, I yeah. believe it's in 4 as well. It's very or there's a very similar version of it. They a lot of the Assassin's Creed games have like this weird almost mobile type game like like a idle game where you like send things out on missions and they come back. So yeah. it wasn't it wasn't super unique here. Yeah, it's like towards the end. Walking. It's like okay, it's going to take 3 hours and it's just like okay, I guess I will not be uh I will be able to do another mission until next time I play. Was there an app at one point for for those mini games, like at, at, around the Ezio time that period? Sounds very familiar, Marcus. Right, <laughs> that's what I was like. I was thinking about that. I'm like, mm. I felt like I, I they they really made a big deal out of it. It might have even been for like Revelations or something where they had nothing else going on at the end this of that was, trilogy. This was very much the time around when it was like. Hey, we're gonna have like second screen shit. Like, isn't that cool? Like, where you can have like a screen where you do stuff on the side for like every game. So it's very possible it was there. Still waiting on the division to get their little uh, drone camera thing <laughs> on my iPad. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> All right. What about uh? uh... I'm going to pick on you, Javi, because you were the one who talked last. What about you? What were your th- uh, thoughts? Boring. I was bored. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, you know, I was Sad. trying to give this game a good, you know, uh, honest shake. And, uh, you know, I was actually on vacation um, and I had this game on my Steam Deck. And it was, you know, it was fine to like, climb around and collect things and get in the boat but i was mostly just going to the green dot you know and then the, a cutscene would play and a bunch of dudes would say stuff that i don't care about and then there'd be a new green dot to go to <laughs> uh so i don't know I, I i wasn't too thrilled with this game i i really wanted it to like be fun and exciting but uh i don't know i wasn't feeling it it felt like one of the like like a a lesser version of a game that I already am not that into, which is Assassin's Creed. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> I just didn't love it. All right. And uh, what about you, Marcus? Sure. Um, I so I was never the biggest fan of Assassin's Creed Four. Um, something about pirates just doesn't really do it for me so while i welcomed the change in gameplay that four brought to the series i wasn't uh enamored with with the setting um so to to take some of that switch up in gameplay put it in a much more condensed version of assassin's creed that that doesn't 
dictate you have to spend a bunch of time doing side activities to progress or anything like that. Um, I I welcomed that that shift. Um, the the setting, like I said, was a little bit hit or miss in in um, my experience with it. But again, it brought a little bit of what I do like about Assassin's Creed to that that pirate setting. So out of three, four, and this one, this is actually my my favorite one. Now that said, there's there's all those the, the parts don't come together great. You know, had this been four you know had this been the one that really got the attention of ubisoft i felt like they might have been able to pull out something more interesting especially with the premise of the game um and i don't think that they really got there in the end you know you you it's something that we we didn't completely touch on with that earthquake sequence is that it was very shadow of the tomb raider where it's like you're you're running through this uncharted like sequence but it just doesn't hit. It doesn't land. It, you can see what they're going for, but it's just not. It it it, it doesn't. It doesn't do it. it and so it's not as exciting. Yeah, it's not as exciting. I don't really care. Like we, I had just gotten here to to do this mission, so it's like I there's a bunch of stuff falling down around me, but like I I don't know what that is. I'm, I'm just I kept running through that mission, honestly wondering when it was going to end. I felt like I was on on a constant. Like oh okay th- th- this is the end nope there's more city there's always more city in that sequence um and so it- it's just something that like I wish I wish it had more budget but as it stands you know I- anyone who's who's calling it middling yeah you're right it-, it it is and it's just that that potential for more is what sort of makes me sad about this one. And yeah, I guess I was kind of in the same boat. I feel like the next uh, Assassin's Creed title I play is probably going to be Odyssey because I feel like I need to, you know, like if I'm going to be continue playing the series, I need like a uh, upper. I need to see where uh, where, uh, the best of uh, where where it's been. But uh, I don't know. Pirate combat was fun. Like I said, being a Canadian pirate. That's pretty awesome on pa- uh, on paper, and um, yeah, I'm trying to th- uh, I'm trying to think what else. Um, no, yeah, that's pretty much it on my end. And finally, Chris, you want to uh, cap us off? Yeah, sure. Um, I think I'm re- like very similar to Marcus on this. Um, it's it is sure it's middling, but I I enjoy it more than four, mostly because four is so bloated. Like it just takes forever to get through it. Um, I enjoy four. Just I enjoy this one more because it's shorter, and uh, I think it it is. I think it's more fun than three. Um, I don't know. It's I like Assassin's Creed. Coming back to this, I was like, hey, this is fun, and then I was able to finish it in like fifteen hours, even doing some of the side stuff. And it's like, that's cool. It's like Assassin's <laughs> Creed games now take. I I have not finished Valhalla. I played it for like fifty hours. <laughs> And I'm not yeah, anywhere I, close to finishing it. <laughs> I couldn't finish it. There's this kid. It's just so long. <laughs> like Odyssey and Origins, also like, you know, 40, 50 hour games. And that's just mainline baseline stuff. Like this was like if I had done just the story stuff, what, 10 hours maybe? And I did some of the other stuff kind of like Paul did. Not as much because I'm not as crazy, but I think it's like six or seven hours actually for the main story. Is it I, that, I basically mainlined yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So like I was maybe just like dicking around shooting icebergs and shit. So <laughs> um yeah, I I had a good time with it. Um but Ben, you picked this, right? Uh yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's, it's, I I am glad that we played this game. I'm glad I, I got to go back to an older style Assassin's Creed game. Um because I don't I don't know when I would have kind of chosen that on my own but i'm kind of interested to to play mirage now so yeah, if you want syndicate is up next for me <laughs> i like good. syndicate that one was fun wait a uh, mirage like it's a short a short game oh yeah yeah is, it, it was, de- it was oh okay i didn't know that i thought it was another val uh i know you said it's more self-oriented but yeah, yeah. i thought it was kind of going to be a similar size to like valhalla or something uh, Ubisoft yeah, like made a point of marketing that it's back to like the classic shorter style. <laughs> yeah, and it was supposed to be DLC for Valhalla that they spun out into a full game. So it's it's definitely, I think I, I beat it in like I don't know 
15-ish hours. Oh, you can, cool. You can, that makes me very happy, man. Yeah, you, you can get to it really quickly. Okay, so yeah, with uh, with that, that is Assassin's Creed Rogue, and uh, we'll be going to Chris for our list of uh, games to play for this next uh, recording. All right, so I have one new game and three old games. I'll start with the old game in what sense? Um, older, let's say that. Like they're not old, old, but like. Not Xbox One or, or or current gen, like not Wario not. Land on the Virtual Boy. Come on! Oh God! Uh, no. Um, <laughs> and there there's there's kind of a a through line to all all of these. They're all as oh no! Ooh, hell yeah! Ooh, yep. Here we go. Now I already got my vote in. Oh, you bitch! I know what it is. <laughs> all right, let's see. All right, so El Paso elsewhere, Max Payne. Max Payne 2 and Strang- uh, Stranglehold, which uh, was the sequ- uh, or the video John, game sequel to Hard Boiled. Stranglehold. Sure. We'll, we'll go with that. Yes, it is. It Inspector is. Okay. Yes. It's a. Uh, um, Chow Yun Fat in, a, yeah. in the video game. Sequel to Hard Boiled. Yeah. Which I watched a couple months back. And it's awesome. I think I might have. Strangle, uh, stranglehold. Let me go through all my old games on PS3. Was you know wasn't there something up with that one? Yeah. Uh, well, it was two ninety five. So, uh, I own it. <laughs> okay. Um, I believe that you, you like Max Payne and Max. I know that they are available on both X, like current gen Xbox and and PlayStation. Um, I think Max Payne may even have trophies associated with it. Um, and El Paso elsewhere, I believe, is fairly. It's like it's not like it is not an expensive game. Um, all of these games were based off of John Woo action scenes, like Hard Boiled here. Yeah, or Face Off, if you're more familiar. Sure, <laughs> I remember that Stranglehold demo on 360. I played it so much. El El Paso yeah, elsewhere too. is twenty dollars on like. All, all of the uh, services. So. All right. Looks like we're tied between El Paso elsewhere and Stranglehold. Oh, boy. Does that mean Chris wait. gets to pick? Oh, you wait, know what? Who, cho- who chose the egg icon? Oh, okay. it was me, but now I'm moving it. The egg's gone. <laughs> Where did it go? Oh, okay. Look <laughs> to Max Payne 2. I haven't two. played Max Payne 1. <laughs> it's better than 2. Nah, I don't know. That's controversial. Is it? Because it's kind of like story wise, you kind of did you play one before two? It helps. Max for Payne sure. is yeah. on drugs and he lost his family. That's all of them. Yeah, that's the so, story. <laughs> with that change, it looks like El Paso elsewhere. Is everybody yeah. in? I think we're missing some votes, aren't we? I only see one tombstone and one whatever. Well, I'm, I'm the tombstone and that's the Marcus. Texas. Oh, okay. Texas. <laughs> Marcus always stirs up different. Oh, ones. that's the state of Texas. <laughs> I thought it was a uh, like a stocking uh, uh, you put over your uh, uh, chimney. Yeah, all um, I could see was like the red part. I was like, red. They both look like gravestones <laughs> to me. What do do? So yeah, uh, it looks like El Paso elsewhere is gonna be our uh, game uh, game for next recording. I'm actually looking forward to this one. Mm-hmm. Because I haven't played a Max Payne or a Max Payne uh, like ever. So. Oh, really? Ooh, yeah. You're have fun. This is gonna be fun then. I've been interested in this game. I just haven't bought it yet because I've been spending my money on other games. <laughs> yeah, I, I bought it, but haven't played it. So I'm like, well, it's now's the time. Chris, you said I'm, it was I'm, on uh, sale for twenty dollars. How much is it normally? Thirty, forty? So normally twenty. Mm. Oh, it's normally twenty. Yeah, oh, okay, it's a twenty dollars game, so you might be able to catch a sale somewhere in the holiday sales coming up. But it is normally okay. twenty bucks, so it's it's not a like super expensive game. Chris, have you ever played Dead to Rights? Maybe. Retribution? <laughs> no, I think Dead to Rights is a, another Max Payne clone. It was the only one that was available on GameCube, so it was the one that I played a bunch. Mm. Um, it's 
so fun. <laughs> you have like a pet wolf that you can sick on people. I think it got a sequel only on Xbox, maybe 360. Yeah, PS3 and 360. It, yeah. That's it's, the one I remember. It's Retribution. Sounds familiar <laughs> to me, but I, I don't remember. I'm going to look into this now. Over, yeah. over the Check holiday, out Dead though. to Rights. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, actually, it's backwards compatible on Xbox. I have that version, but I only played it for a few minutes. Like, oh, I cool. Get into it. So I'll, I'll add that in with uh, with our El Paso elsewhere playthrough. Sweet. Okay. Well, yeah. sounds like a plan. I hope all of you have a happy holidays, listeners, uh, members of this cast included. And thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.